about three blocks. You think I'm leaving out of here? So everything is delivered. I don't go nowhere. And I say, uh-uh. I'm, I'm you're not, you're not, you, you've not been to a patio? You haven't been to like, I'm going to go to a restaurant patio? No way? No, I, I did. I did that one time. I went to a patio. Uh, it was called Black Bear Diner. I oh, did yeah, sit Bear. out there. Yeah. Yeah, I sat out there because it was outside. And you know what? So many people now are trying to put their restaurants outside, but they put you on the parking lot asphalt. And you, <laughs> your food smelling like stank-ass asphalt. Like, you got to put me on the sidewalk. At so. least you know, you know where they have, you know where they are serving food? Because I know they're trying to keep open. What? But who's serving food is, is, is the comedy store. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, I didn't even know all these years the comedy store served food. They got no comedy, but they're uh -huh. they're doing. You can sit outside in and their eat. parking lot and eat. Get some wings. Their, their <laughs> wow. mozzarella sticks. I was like, that is like I know wow. got some phenomenal comedians, but that's that's, that's like funny. a whole other level of self assuredness. <laughs> yeah. Like all the restaurants on the Sunset Strip. You want to go to the comedy store, and you want awesome. like I wouldn't even trust him when I'm there and drunk. I could be there high and hammered, and somebody be like, "You want some food? Like you guys serve food? No, thank you. I leave it. I mean, like, they have a big sign like, "Come get your bad food." Like, and I know, I know the homeless just stumbling right over there, like mozzarella sticks. <laughs> like I've never seen a menu. I've never seen anybody in there eat. I, I like, and the thing is, is that like, it, it reminds me. And I don't. And I love the club. It says great comedians. And I grew up in a dirty great club. I grew up at the Boston Comedy. Oh, club. Uh, yeah, it is a dirty. That club. place was. <laughs> a dirty great time, club. Listen, here's how funny it is. This is how 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 humble I was. Even though I was going to Aspen, I was getting my little TV credits. I volunteered to clean the club because I was tired of everyone talking about how filthy the club was. So I'm like, forget it. I need to go down there and I'm cleaning the club. So I clean the club and unlike the other comedians who know I'm there, who could help, they all show up just to smoke weed in the club while I'm, <laughs> while I'm looking like hell. Cause you know, they, that's not the day you want the cute guy that you like to show up at the club when you're on your hands. What made you decide to clean the, the Boston? What and then his hoe showed up behind, like, party in Boston. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> it needed it. <laughs> so who's going, Alicia, you're not going to voluntarily clean a comic store. I know that much. No, I just, no. I'm just <laughs> glad that, that they're not bringing a blue light around there. Because if you saw some shit that's been in there, boy, you gonna oh, yeah. yellow tape crime scene. Crime scene. You know, like, Maya, you'd have had a heart attack if they put a blue light light in that Boston. <laughs> I about the blue light. I'm worried about, I'm worried about my shoes. I'm worried about like, I wouldn't want, you know how you walk on stuff and you know the floor is just sticky, like a flooded bathroom or something. Uh -huh. And your sneakers are sticky. Like when you're in a, a comedy club, the regular- Sort of like a porn store. Club, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's not, <laughs> oh yes, of course, the porn store. That was like, you're like, okay, I don't want to, you know, it's the, everything is sticky. And so when the yes. floor is that sticky, I don't want to, but you're saying, guys, that the comedy store is really never known for food. It's known for comedy. Comedy. Well, yeah. Right. But the fact yeah. You so now they have a restaurant, you're that, suspicious. They it. It's like one oven and a fryer. It's like one oven and a fryer in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I saw hey. chicken fingers go by once. But. but see, for the restaurants, it's determined to sell food, and they got it outside on the asphalt where the cars pull up. They could at least put some type of a flooring, you know, make it try to make it look like you give a damn. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm just sitting here on street. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just eating on the street. Like, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Alicia, like that. Alicia, are you worried about, like, uh, I mean, when, when we get back to comedy, like, what? Do you think about that? Like, it yeah, I don't year. think I'm ever going back because people got to laugh with their mouth wide open and their neck thrown back. <laughs> ah! <laughs> In the back of their molars. All I'm going to see is them COVID sprays they've been showing you on the news. I'm going to be too paranoid to enjoy myself because, you know, comedy, you got to laugh. You got to open your mouth and see what people going to do is they're going to come in with the mask on, but then they're going to buy a drink and something else and then a mask going to come off. I can't eat and drink with this mask on. They're never going to put it back on for the rest of the show. Then they're going to be laughing all crazy and now I got the COVID. So, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I done came with a plan B. I've been directing my little film since we went down. I done switched to a whole new career. These people ain't killing me. <laughs> I heard in Vegas they're gonna start doing it out by the pool. They want to like, they want to start the comedy clubs are gonna start doing comedy by the pool. Really? So, you know, you, that's uh, terrible. You, you go bad, they'll throw you in the water. But sound needs to be insulated. Nobody really wants to do outdoor. No, yeah, comedy. you can't. It's but it's Vegas difficult. Is different. Yeah. Vegas is different because you get. Is is because it's, it's, they're doing laugh factory. Tropicana. Oh, Tropicana. No, then this it's a laugh factory show. Oh, you know. mean the sound? The sound has a. <laughs> no, no, no. It's different. No, no, no. Gonna be great because I got they, this is like the best echo chamber. So I'm sure with the buildings in the hotel by the pool may be able to have that. It is kind echo. of enclosed. It's like it is, but it's of, all good. Yeah. But it's like 115 degrees in Vegas. You melting <laughs> while telling comedy. Then you can the be you can be long. in the pool. Why you watch the show? Mm -hmm. And just full of chlorine, huh? <laughs> so, ba so Maya, what you saying is everybody having fun, but the comic. That's what you. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> more, if everybody's out there in bathing suits, then it's gonna make for a lot more humor. Because you, you know you you gotta watch how you walk, and people don't know this. If you're not a comedian and you're going to a comedy club, you have to watch what you put on. Like I have to watch what I put on. Sorry to fix my hair again. Um, Masabi's mug's gonna be mad, but my, my hair's not dry yet. My hair's not dry yet, so it's looking weird. Oh, baby, I told you about your hair, hair baby. Pile of dust. Looked across the screen. Maya, this is what I do. Okay, I'm five minutes from me. Shine and go. No, no, you have to. You have to dress for. Pam, you gotta have a beautiful head for that. Not everybody's got a beautiful head. Masabi yes, Pam looks good. Yes, Pam, good. Pam, you got a perfect head. You don't have no lumps in your head. Your head is perfect. Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you my just, mother. You slid right um, out of the womb because they didn't grab your head. Usually doctors kind of grab the head <laughs> out. That's what, that's what happens. They didn't. I, I told you I came out butt first. I came out showing the will everything. <laughs> oh, you came out ass oh, first. God. Yeah. Well, that's, that saved your scalp. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying, if you if you're going into a comedy club and you don't, if you've never been to a comedy club, anybody's listening, um, that when you go into a comedy club, you have to know what. Be careful what you wear when you go in. Like, if when you're a comedian, you start to learn. Like, I'm not going in a club dressed like this. Because you wear the wrong thing, the comedians will tell you before you even get to the stage. You know, we, we used to, it used to be terrible. Remember Mo, back at the club, like oh. the worst person you wanted to want, run into was Wanda. Oh like, no, Patrice. Wanda, Patrice. You walk up in, the, in an outfit, you would just be like, oh no. And she would just, she would, you'd hear about you it all week. <laughs> she'd interrupt you your went. set. She'd interrupt your 
upset. And she didn't care who you were. She'd be like, what? Why would you even say that? And we're like, oh. Like, the, the, check, the check on comedians' behaviors and the way you look and like you put something on and you're about to go to the club, especially when we were like Uptown Comedy Club, you couldn't walk into a place with a bad outfit on. Cause that oh, Patrice, be- Patrice, I used to wear clogs to be comfortable. <laughs> oh, no, no. So Patrice, Patrice O'Neill would go, are you wearing clogs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he would call me Frankenstein every time I walk around. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm Frankenstein>. <laughs> like, <laughs> were, you, were they wooden clogs? Were they a traditional Dutch? No, they were clogs? traditional like restaurant clogs because I managed the oh. club. So I would wear the clogs to be comfortable. But Patrice would go, are you wearing clogs? But oh you styled God. them though. No, do you, you mean do you mean crocs or clogs? No, clogs. Clogs. Masavia, like yeah. never like Dutch shoes. <laughs> never like the clogs. Dutch wear. <laughs> yeah, like the Dutch wooden shoes. Yeah. Yes. And do you still have them? Because those sound really fly. So you can link me on that. Hey, don't make, don't make me pull <laughs> my, my dad and them used to wear clogs in the 70s, and they would rock the heck out of those. They can dance in them bad boys. They can put shit in them clogs. They can do oh. all kinds of weird shit in them clogs. Moonwalk, all kinds of superhero but here, stuff. Here, but here's the bad that. part, though. Pretty good. The bad Standard. part was because I, I, it was, it was sort of. Uh, it, it was deception. It was deception because I would take my shoes off and go to like, damn, you short. God damn. Because <laughs> <I'm, laughs> the hills are so. Though. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, uh, uh, Alicia, did you start comedy in D.C. or did you start comedy out here? See, I wouldn't even call it starting comedy in D.C. because I didn't. I I tried comedy in D.C., but I didn't know what I was doing. I thought mm. that everybody was just jumping on stage riffing. Yeah. I didn't know people prepared an act and they worked out a set and they wrote <laughs> stuff down because they made it look so easy. Uh-huh. So I jumped uh-huh. my ass up on stage with nothing prepared, thinking I was going to do what I do on the school bus in PG County. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I crashed and burned so hard. So then I started trying to do stuff I heard before that made uh-huh. me laugh in the past. Let me tell you this joke. And it was so one thing about PG County, Maryland, that I have to give oh, PG to County, them. Yes is that they won't boo you. They'll just be silent. And I think silence sometimes <laughs> works. <laughs> like, at least if you boo me, I know you alive and I'm alive. Just mm-hmm. get silent. So I was crashing and burning in this bar that wasn't even comedy conducive because it had a wall. And over the wall, everybody's buying drinks and the blenders are going off. And you don't need to be a new comic <laughs> with all that. But who knew? So I'm trying to tell these this horrible. I don't have a setup. I don't have a punchline. I don't know what I'm doing and had a nerve to be dressed up. Remember we used to dress up to do comedy in the 90s? I had a pleated skirt, the matching vest, stockings. I might have even even had a slip on. (laughs) Head done, you hear me? I got crimps and finger wave. I looked apart, ain't got a joke in my damn head. My family done showed up. My cousin Karen has the, the video recorder with the whole VHS tape that slapped yeah. in the back. <laughs> She's standing there looking like News Channel 8. <laughs> and she's been recording this debacle. I mean, it was a straight debacle. So now I'm trying to do stuff that I've heard before. Why'd I take my arms and put them behind my back and say, your mother don't have no arms. She on Wheel of Fortune like this. And I took my foot and twisted around the circle and was like, big money, big money. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. That was it was bad. the silence I deserved, but who knew? So 
I got on stage and I was like, oh, I'm not good at this. And I realized that I shouldn't have had my ass up there. So uh, my, I tried it and I quit. And then when I moved to LA, I was working on a talk show called Oh Drama. It was on BET with Kim Whitley, Vanessa Bell Calloway, and Mari Morrow. And um, one of the producers said to me, she said, I'm doing a show this Friday on the, um, the next big things. Two comics, two rappers, and two singers. And I booked you as one of the comics. I said, I don't do stand-up. I said, I tried it. It ain't work for me. She said, you the funniest person in the office. I said, bitch, how hard is that to be? <laughs> so she said, you're booked. I said, I got my own shows to do. She would not take no for an answer. So I went and got a book that taught me the structure of a joke, how to write a joke. Then I went to the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood and I begged them to put me up so I could at least try some of this stuff. And they was like, well, we'll put you up first. You know, whenever somebody tells you they're gonna put you up first and you knew, Ooh. it feels like six hours is going by. <laughs> <laughs> this host is doing all this stuff and acting like he gonna bring you up next, but doesn't. Yeah, yeah I'm about to bring the first comic up. But anyway, look at them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was acting like he was gonna bring me up like a, I had sweat rings under my arms by the time he finally gave me the microphone so I got up and I tried some jokes some little bit of laughs and blah 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 but at least I got to hear it come out of my mouth so the next day we taped it on national tv and the judges they they had judges Kim Willie was a judge um, Ellen Cleghorn was a judge, hmm. uh, Chocolate was a judge, uh -huh. and Annie McKnight, they were all judges. And they gave me a good critique. If they had given me a bad critique, I'd have quit again because I had a day job. But they gave me a good critique and I um, kept going from there. So I, technically I started in LA because that's where I really started taking it seriously. Wow, that's a great story. Well, yeah, yeah, people say it's a lot harder to start in LA. Do you find it was it harder to start here or not for you? To me, it was pretty easy because, well, this might sound a little rude, but a lot of people in LA are really actors jumping on stage yeah. for the, the, for the right. showcase of it. You right, know, right. so New York City, that's yeah, where that's, the comedians yeah. are. <laughs> DC, that's where the comedians are. Because nobody, you know what I'm saying? So people are really taking it more seriously. I felt like it was a lot of actors in LA right, right, doing right, it. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't find it hard at all to, to just, uh, yeah, just to, to well, cut I mean, in, just cool. To have, just to have the, the, the goal to get up on and do it, that takes a lot to me. I mean, when I see it, I mean, I think it takes a lot of balls to just get on stage. Well, see, uh, I, but I, I had a theater background. So the getting on okay. stage part was easier. It right, was just the right. writing my own material and rewrite it until it got funny. That was the hard part. Well, I guess it's also hearing your jokes and seeing how it goes and, and, and yeah. waiting for the audience response, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 And let me tell you, and it's a delicate ba balance because you learn everything the hard way in comedy. Like, I used to step on my laughs. Mm. You know, so you, you have to learn everything. Mm -hmm. Who was your favorite comic at the time when you were coming up? Like, uh, did you have any particular comics that you, like, said that you would gravitate to? Well, being from Maryland, it would be Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, okay, yes. Mm. Martin Lawrence was definitely. Yeah, I was he was funny. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I remember seeing some of his sets when he was just on that show, What's Happening Now, you know, like when he was... <laughs> yeah. And, and he was a great stand-up. He was the great yeah. stand-up. Yeah. 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 He was so physical. His story yeah. was so funny. You know, they were worth listening to because his payoff was good enough yes. that you didn't mind listening to the whole story. And I mean, Martin is just, as you see with the show, he's a character who has so many more characters inside of him. So, yeah. Yeah. Do, are you doing any Zoom shows? Are you, are, are you still, are you, have you tried any of that? I did, I did. And each Zoom show is different depending on who's running it. And right. the first one I did, they had the mic, the um, mics off. And so that wasn't so good. I did another one and they had everybody turn their mics on. It was better because at least you can hear some laughter. So, you know, it's not preferable, but at least, uh, you know, at Something, least you can right. try some stuff out. Yeah. So That's crazy. It, so how many years did you do in stand-up before you became a filmmaker? Like officially as you, as you because I know you, you're doing both. Yeah, I just became a filmmaker in 2019. So 19 years. Mm. 19 wow. years. Wow. Do you, do, you, do you find something more over one over the other, one side we'd prefer to, you prefer the filmmaking side or, or do, you, do you miss You it? know, at this stage of my life, I prefer the filmmaking side. I think I'm a little burned out of traveling. Mm. Um, burned out of having to remember my act, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm just ready for a new challenge. So to me, the filmmaking aspect is so much fun because I shoot stuff that I write. Mm -hmm. And so the next one I do, I'm actually starring in it. It's called Fat Stripper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a drama. Are you in LA? Are you in LA? I am not. Don't. Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, so it's the, the, the premise is that um, I've just got a temp job after being unemployed for so long and now I'm starting to pay my student loans down, get a call, everything's shutting down because of the coronavirus. <laughs> so, so, so I lose my job, I go back to the strip club I used to strip in 20 years ago and Smitty, the owner, is like, you been eating. And I was like, you had to say that, Smitty. You had, you had hair 20 years ago, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, so, 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 so my, little, my little three old regulars come back. They just as dusty looking as they want to be. One of them, a little old bulldagger. She done came back. Old Tesla back. You know, so I got, I'm just oh so happy God. because uh, my regulars are back. I'm ready to do this thing, but now I'm too fat to get up on the pole. I can't <laughs> wait to see this movie. <laughs> you kill, you killing me right now before yeah, for real. Okay, <laughs> but y'all gonna trip because I'm learning so much in this one. I done found a body double, so me and her gonna have on the exact same everything from head to toe, yeah. exact same mm -hmm. wig, everything, and she gonna wear the pole out, so it's gonna look like I improved. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so she gonna kill it. She gonna kill the game. Who does wow. the split? Who does the split? That's what I need to know. The body double is doing the split. <laughs> I don't have that kind of insurance. Your body for me double to do the does split. the splits, but it's your character that does the splits. Yeah, That's yeah. So, so I get a pole dancing lesson, and then we do a montage where time is passing, and I suck, and then I'm supposedly improving, and by the end, I'm so good that the bartender gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> After I do my, my twirl and my split. So it's going to be, but y'all got to see me when I come back. I got on a, oh, a one-piece bathing suit. Yeah. I got on some Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh, 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 Mo wears that. Do you have to have comfortable shoes? I do. I when, do. But I got a little clogs. wig in front of, I got a little wig in front of my legs yes. like I ain't shaved my coochie. 
bunions on my feet. Oh my God, I love it. I got a knee pads, elbow pads, a mask, <laughs> gloves, because we, we coronavirus compliant in here. Mm-hmm. We love so, that yeah. on the East Coast. We love that look yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, the Jackson Fives are for lying. <laughs> we love that on the East baby. Coast. Oh, God. So y'all don't look the part. I don't look the part. Wait, are you taking any pole dancing classes? No! <laughs> That's, That's what I got, got the body double. double for. You got the double. Have you filmed it yet or you started? She was filming in two weeks. Oh, okay. That's amazing. That's, oh, yeah. That's, I look yes. forward to this. Where, I really and do. Are you, filming, I are, you, are you filming it in LA? Are you doing yes, it in, LA? in LA. It's only going to end up being a 15 minute short, but yes, in LA. Yeah, that's great. Did Where you, and did you rent a club? It? Did you rent yes. a club? I've rented a club. Yes. That's funny. I, so, oh, that's, that's great. great. That's yeah. so funny. I bet did you get a better deal? Because they're not busy now, I hope. Got right? a very good deal because they're not busy now. I'm like, just <laughs> yeah, open the doors. Perfect. I only need five hours. Just open the doors. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, fantastic. Did you Fantastic. have some like some skinny girls just for balance? I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, let me tell you. Well, before I go out, the girl in front of me, potpourri. Potpourri. <laughs> like, give it up for potpourri. Potpourri in shape. Potpourri scooping up her little dollars and stuff, and potpourri leaves, and I come out there, and half the audience leaves except for my three little regulars. And uh, yeah, no. Well, I, I got I got I got a couple strippers that look like they currently strip. <laughs> wow, that sounds awesome. And let me tell you, I got a couple good little aesthetic ideas. Have y'all heard of this drama that's on Stars right now called P Valley? P Valley, no. P -Valley. It's basically Pussy Valley. It was based off some guy's uh, uh, stage play, and so it starts out. It says the the uh, beginner says pussy, but all the rest of the lights go out, so it just becomes P Valley. <laughs> and it's about a strip club. So it's like basically the strip club version of Pose. So I, they, the lighting they use and everything is really interesting on P-Valley. So. Yeah. You, you, a, you have a little smoke machine or something you can use in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. We go, we, they said it's some type of thing that they pipe in. I think it's they, the guy named it. My I'm DP sure gave me a is. name. Yeah, it's, it's part like of Did you write this script or how did this come about? Like, was this part of your COVID process or? What you got you what? into the mind frame of like this much sexuality and writing a film and changing your whole career? Mm -hmm. What got you into that mind yeah. frame? Well, this is my third short. So the first one I did in 2019, I write them all. And um, that one, you can see it on a, a app called Urban Flix TV. Mm -hmm. It's a half hour, um, a half hour psychological thriller called Trade, C-R-A-D-E. So that's the first one I did last year. Then this year I did another one that we shot like three weeks ago. It's a, a supernatural thriller called Just Us. So we shot that like three weeks ago. And then I wanted to do a comedy and I wanted, cause I, you know, when you're trying to direct in Hollywood, they're like, okay, we see that you've done drama, but where's the comedy? You know, you know, you gotta do exactly what you're trying to get the job doing. So I yep. wanted to do a comedy and then I said, I want to star in it. So this is gonna be my first time doing everything including starring in it. Um, but I needed that for my reel too, because I'm like, I want to be the black Melissa McCarthy. So. <laughs> so tell me this, like, did you feel that you had to, um, when you were doing all this stuff, do you feel that you have to sell the thrillers? Like all these um, multiple ethnicities or whatever are now into suspense and thriller. You know, it's not just screaming white chicks throwing their throat open and some monster. Everybody's into thriller now. And like, yeah. it used to just be like Octavia Butler. So how do you feel about landing in that lane? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, I'm inspired by Jordan Peele. 
Oh, it's me. Yeah, that's the bomb. He yeah, tells. so yeah, what he's been doing really inspires me. And my last one, Just Us, to me, feels like a little bit of Twilight Zone. Yes. And I yeah. know he's heavily influenced that by the Twilight Zone. That was actually scary, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Jordan Peele with Get Out, um, really, I started my wheels turning in that direction. And, mm -hmm. and then right now, with so many different streaming services, so many different platforms, you know, we grew up on three networks. It was ABC, NBC, CBS. <laughs> we didn't it. have yes. no Pandora's, yeah. no satellite radios. We didn't have all the 7,000 mm -hmm. channels. We didn't have audio books. There's so many other things that can take your attention away from, yes. you know, from one. I, I, they would never have Cosby Show ratings now where half of all the TVs in the country was watching the same thing. No, That'll never happen no, again. No, that's not happening. Just yeah. like Michael Jackson's Thriller records would never be broken. It's just, you can't yeah. do it. No. There's so much yeah. competition. Yeah, the pie yeah. is sliced up. Yeah, the pie is sliced up. But with the pie being sliced up the way it is, we should be able to get some opportunities. Yes. Because Make everybody sense. should have a need. So that's what mm -hmm. I'm looking at. I just want to have a real with several things on it so I can get some directing work. I would love to work with Ava DuVernay. I don't know how you do that, but I would love to work with her. And, but you were, you, you've done stand-up for a long time, but you've also been a writer. Mm -hmm. And you've also been, I mean, an actor, obviously. Yeah. Like when you were in the Spider-Verse, what were you doing? I love that movie. Mm -hmm. You were in the yeah, Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, they, they had, well, that was my first time ever doing anything at that level. So when they have you come in, they have you read a bunch of different parts like like you're mm -hmm. in the in the studio um it's you the executive producer it's like his assistant and then there's a glass and then through the glass you can see the guy running the audio booth the engineer right so what they did was they they told you you booked the part that you auditioned for mm -hmm. and um so you go in and you don't know what to expect it's a bunch of us in the waiting room and then when they call you in they give you all this paperwork and you're standing at an easel and they just tell you, read, read these lines. And then you read them in a row. And then they say, read those lines again, but read them more excited. Then they say, read those lines again, but read them louder. Read them again, but read them sadder. So you're doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> right. And then you're starting to sweat. You're like, ooh, can I get some water? So then they smack <laughs> those pages away and give you more pages. Read this, and then read it this way. Now, can you read it like that? And then they snatch those pages. And then they give you some more pages. And you just go like that. So I probably was in there maybe an hour. And right. um, when, they, when they put it all together, you don't know how they're going to put it together. So what they did was they put me in a category called additional voices. So they used me in like uh, different scenes. Different places. So, different places. So one scene was they were in the car and the father was in the car. He was a police officer, somebody, APBs yeah. through the thing. That was my voice. Okay, yeah. Then there was another scene wow. where they were running through the graveyard. They mm -hmm. used my voice running through I the grip. Then it was a, another scene in the house where some big thing was when you open the door, they used my voice. So they used my voice like three or four times in different places. So wow, I wasn't just cool. one character. Wow. So it's it's a cool movie to be a part of. That's a really yeah, cool it was film. it was a really fun experience. It was a really fun experience, I, I have to say. So what does it feel like having brains? Like I know a lot of times in Hollywood, it's just, okay, leave your brains somewhere so we can work with you. And you know, that doesn't work for us because it's like popping out the top of your head. What are we, where are we supposed to put them? It's like hiding a stack of big boobs or something. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm supposed to hide my brains. How's that supposed to go? So how does that work for you? Like, where do you put them and how do you, how do you balance that? What's your thought on it? You know, it doesn't work for me. I used to work in production. <laughs> You know, and, 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 you know, some things you just outgrow. And that's what I felt like. I felt like I outgrew it. So what I decided to do was just go on my own, have my own little production company and try to get my own work that way versus being in a corporate environment. 
because um you know the corporate environment you have to tow a lot of corporate lines yes you, you know do. they got human yeah. resources and all that shit ain't no human resources <laughs> in comedy <laughs> so, so, so you know as i evolved it made me make different decisions so now if i come into a room they expect me to have some brains because that's what they brought me okay. into the room for okay that's so, what, what were you doing what were you doing when you worked in production oh sorry Ooh, sorry yes what wasn't i doing um i started out as a college intern at bet in washington dc okay and yes. um and that's why I learned a lot of uh, how to do a lot of stuff, a lot of packages and things behind the scenes. And I worked with all the music acts. And um, so when I came to LA, I had a little bit of a resume. So then my first job, I was here three weeks and I got the job as a writer's assistant on Magic Johnson's late night talk show. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So, wow. and then I started making friends and you know, that show didn't last. I think it lasted like six months and then you one thing about being in production, everybody hears about the other jobs that are available. So they'll tell you about another job and you can keep working because as long as you stay in that pile, you'll hear something. So I just worked on a bunch of talk shows. I worked on Sybil Shepherd's talk show. I worked on the Dr. Phil show. The Dr. Phil show actually got me into the director's guild. So one of my- What were you doing? Uh, what were you doing on these shows? Were you- Yeah, well, your... for Dr. Phil, I was called a segment director. Oh, you were a segment director. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we would go out and get the footage for the packages that they roll into the show. Then mm -hmm. for um, for the other shows, um, the talk shows, I was a supervising producer, senior producer. Then I went to reality shows. We did shows like, I did a show on VH1 called Bands Reunited. Um, mm -hmm. I did a show for Wanda Sykes called Wanda Does It on Comedy Central. Sure. Then I started doing BT's College Hills. And when they got me over there to BT College Hill, it was supposed to be a positive show about black kids going to college. And it morphed into something else. I was like, oh, oh, mercy. I was like, I, I can't, I, I can't. So and once it morphed into something else, I left. But then I did Little Kim's reality show, Countdown to Lockdown. It was the countdown to her going I remember to prison. That. Yeah. Then I did DMX's reality wow. show. Wow. And, um, so yeah, just a bunch of things like that. Wow. Then I just left all together. I just quit. And start, started doing my comedy. <laughs> oh, so were you were you performing at the same time at the nights and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. at night. Wow, that's amazing. Performing. That's a yeah. great. That, I mean, just to have that experience of uh, learning the business side as well. I mean, right. you know that's exactly actually, what you want to do and how you see yourself and how you want to put things out. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like the Karate Kid, how you had to do all the wax on, wax off, <laughs> and you find it at the end so you can whip ass. Absolutely. That's how I, I um, you know, like in my background. Because you learn the politics, right? You learn Ooh. about all the... Lord, have mercy. When they was talking about Ellen DeGeneres and all the stuff going on her, that's mm. all the talk shows. You know mm. Oh, really? Yeah, the hours are long, everything's incestuous, people mm. cross lines, and. And the more money you make, the crazier the shit gets. So, <laughs> what was um, uh, yeah, there's another talk show host last year who got in trouble too, a little, a little bit. Who was he? Had a letter saying, "No one look me in the eyes, and if you come to my office." Oh, Steve Harvey. Yeah, 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 Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. <laughs> and then he was, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and then I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe they were driving him nuts. I don't know. I don't know what he's like as a person, but well, you know, they I, said maybe, that she turned a blind eye. It was basically she knew what was going on. Yeah. Ellen, Ellen knew what was going on, but they turned a blind. I mean, I, I don't doubt that. I, I don't doubt that it. I mean. You know, yeah, it's like it's like when people get a formula that works, they don't want to change it because when you change it, it messes up. Like think about Three's Company, when they got rid of Suzanne Summers, it was never the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> like don't touch a working formula. So that's probably yeah. Ellen's Ellen's idea. These people here, they working for me, and I'm making a billion dollars right. a year. Don't take one piece out of this Jenga 
or the whole house gonna fall apart now. <laughs> well, now they you know just blew it over. They actually, they actually initially passed on her. That's an interesting, because when I did a, actually it was um, when Magic had his show, I came out and I did a pilot, a Fred Silverman pilot with Steve Marmel and Vince Morris. Mm -hmm. And um, they passed on me, but the, the um, uh, Fred Silverman, who was the only guy who ever ran three networks, he said, he said, after Suzanne Summers, I look at everybody's tape because they passed on her the first round of that show. Really? It's kind of like wow. amazing. Like you see, you, you know. And Chrissy, it, huh? Yeah. He's like, so for wow. that, he's like, after that, every show, he's like, I will come down and I will look at every single tape because it's somebody you didn't, and I didn't even do the lines right. I remember when I did the audition, I was like, oh, another one of these things I'm not going to get, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, could you please do this seriously? And I did a second audition, like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right. So I was like pulling teeth to behave myself. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because you think about like, but you're right about, you know, what pieces that they think, because the pieces are so random, what works, and when they get it to work. Oh, yeah, chemistry then, then is so hard to get. It's that chemistry. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to mess up a winning formula. So I see why Ellen did the same thing. If I was making the kind of money, I'd be like, poof, 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 poof. Somebody could be getting screwed on the carpet in front of me. I'm like, poof, 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 poof. Yeah, yeah. I don't see nothing. <laughs> so it, it, is your focus now moving away from stand-up then? Is it like, I mean, not yes. that you're going to stop, but yeah. Great. Yeah, my, well, my, what my real focus is is doing what Spike Lee did in the 80s. I want to write, direct, and produce stuff. I can put myself in so I never have to audition again. That audition <laughs> process is awful. Not fun, yeah. is it? And half the time, not they already fun. know who the hell they want. They just wasting your damn time. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, a wait till, I mean, now that you're that you're directing more and you start mm -hmm. casting and then, you know, you definitely have more empathy when you've been on the other side. But sometimes mm -hmm. people, they walk in and you're like, nope, like they haven't even spoken yet. They didn't do it. And you're like, no, no. And then you start, but you know, they got dressed up and you know, they drove down and, you know, so yes. you want to be polite, but yeah. you're like, no. Yeah. And then you're like, anything and, else? Right. And you learn too what used to happen to you. Because in the beginning, I was the world's worst auditioner. So what happens is they'll give you two scenes. And if you suck, they all, oh, we don't need to see the second scene. You leave out there thinking, I blew it up so well. They ain't oh even in this scene the second scene. No, that means oh you my God. suck so bad. We're not wasting another minute on your ass. We don't need to see yeah. the second scene. So I learned that. I said, oh, when somebody don't want to see everything you prepared for, that's not a good sign. No. Yeah, when you <laughs> walk in and they go, let's just go to the third scene. It's the end of the day. It's the end of the day. They've been casting all day. They're tired. They're like, you know what? Let's go to the third scene. And let's just do that one time so we can humor you. Yeah. And then you can leave because it's not happening. I know. What's your worst, what's your worst audition? My worst audition? Oh, it was in the beginning of my audition process. I did not know that you're supposed to be sort of quiet when you audition. You're supposed to emote quietly. I'm in there all loud. Yeah! You know, I'm reading the lines all loud. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, even the way the guy looked at me was like, this chick does not know anything. Which, and it was a comedy. So I thought it was, oh, this is a broad comedy. I'm going big and loud. No, you have to figure out a way to get your point across by not being loud. There's a man that's gonna have a microphone on. He don't want you screaming his damn me on set. So you gotta no. figure a better way. And I was so bad, Maya, I was just screaming all loud in this little ass audition room. That man couldn't wait to get me the hell out of there. He complained to my manager. That's how bad the audition was. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, went, I, went one, I went in for this one in New York just recently, like right before the pandemic. And it was like a puppet show though. 
for Apple TV. So I go in and it's, they have all these celebrity comedians, but the casting director actually was like, don't talk down to the puppets. I was like, what do I do? Like, and she was like, don't, like she, was, she got really like, and she's a, she's a big cat. She's like, don't talk down to the puppets. Don't, don't, and I was just like, <laughs> I thought I was being nice. It's like, well, you're talking to them like the puppets don't understand you, like, like they're kids or something, like some big show. So I'm like, hey, like, don't, 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 don't. Yeah, yeah she, she's like, I'll get Jeff Dunham to come over here and whoop your ass. You yeah. this this bizarre. Bizarre. Puppeteers are extremely and exceedingly strange artists. All of us are strange, but puppeteers are extremely strange. They're funny. So when they say weird stuff in a serious tone, they actually mean it. Like it is a real thing for them. Talking down to the public. You think that they're non-confrontational? You think they're non-confrontational? They're non-confrontational. They, I, I can't put adjectives to them. They are strange. They're strange people. They're. Um, I worked. I worked with um, a lot of puppeteers, and they are different. They don't. They. They don't just personify inanimate objects. It's not a small thing for them. Like they, of all the artists, you know, dancers. Pardon me, Heather. Dancers have their personality. Comics. Sorry, guys. Have their personality. You know, um, musicians. Yeah, but, but, you, but you're no. right about the puppeteers. I had this one friend, comic, who, who's a puppeteer, and he moved from the East Coast to LA, and he was desperate trying to get an apartment, and nobody would rent to him because he didn't have a job. You know, he's like, look, I'm a comic. I, you know, I, you know I, I make money on the road. I just don't have, you know, anything I can show you right now, but if you could please just give me a studio or something because he's sleeping in his car, and everybody would tell him no everywhere he went. He got so desperate by the third day, he went back out to the car, got his puppet, brought the puppet back into the rental office, <laughs> did a show for the rental agent, agent with the puppet, and they let him have a puppet. Yeah, they're weird. They're weird. <laughs> that's that's good. It worked. That. It worked. Least, that's what I'm talking about. They're weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that puppet saved his ass. It worked. That puppet, yeah. Felicia and Masavia are from the DC area as well. They grew up in the. In oh yeah! Yeah. yeah. All right. DC and the high. I watch your mouth. So, are you glad to not be there with this president in office? I know. I know. The one great thing about you is that you're always. It, it, we're always told as comics, don't get political. Don't this and that. Don't. You know, you're constantly on it, but you really could care less and it's hilarious because as soon as the news hits like how have you been handling um there's so much it's like there's so many levels there's from the president there's from you know all the uh, black lives matter stuff that has gone on and now yeah, the, yeah. and then the karens are out there i do have like a do you have like you want to do a, a you ever thought i'd do about doing a karen horror movie or something that would be good that, that would actually be good yeah but they don't be dead in the first five yeah, minutes you can be like you know <laughs> it could become like a Terminator, but it's Karen. Like she just yeah. wants well, Karen, Karen goes up to the barrier. Like, like, you don't belong here. We don't like goons and goblins. You zombies suck. You suck. You have a permit. You have a permit for that zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a permit? Yeah. I don't. I, I, Maya, it's a trip because when Trump first got elected, it was funny. You know, so we thought it was ridiculous that if somebody would would vote for this reality guy and, you know, it was a big joke and the laughing stock and we couldn't believe it. But now it's serious. Like now it's I'm not mad. Funny. Like it's, it's not funny. funny. Like, yeah, now that it's people like, are dying, he sucked the fun out the damn room. People yeah. dying. 
You know, he took it to a whole nother level. But I'm going on vacation in a couple of days, and I ordered that Trump niece's audio book. Oh, I'm yeah. That while I'm on my vacation. But it's like he done made this thing so serious. You can't even find it. I'd probably be fighting now if I started doing some Trump material. You know, when in the beginning, it was just funny. You know, you can laugh. They can laugh with you. Now it's, it's serious like, now. It's yeah. serious now. It's yeah. very scary. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Denise, I actually really, uh, when I started to hear her book, it was like a, a when she was speaking and they're running pieces of it, it was like that night I slept so well. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually heard it, Maya? You, you I've listened? heard a lot of, I've heard lots of pieces on it and it's just like, I, it is, it's been like a panacea. I've been able to be. But we're society. in more trouble than we think, right? Oh yeah. Oh, well, if he wins, hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> you know, but. you know, I, I, I once dated a guy like a broke Trump, same personality, but broke Trump. And, 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 oh, and no. I think there's a reason why the world has kept him as a broke Trump because because it's better for the world that he doesn't have power. But if you end up with a rich dad and you act uh, act like that, and you know no one's, and then people just like you because you're rich. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. People just like you because you have money, and they think that somehow that money is going to rub off on them, even if it's not your money. But you know, I'm down with people who have money, so I'm going to act like I don't care, and I'm going to be bold and yeah. evil to people and think that that's that's professional and that's business. That's just how it is. It's capitalism. Well, I mean, the guy had a school. He had a school. He had a college, right? I know. Uh, I know. That that's no, nobody had to read. It was all pictures and <laughs> <laughs> same way all the reports are. <laughs> but he but, yeah. Yeah, but he's been a con man for so long. They yeah. said yeah. the Trump University thing that you would get a picture with Trump as part of paying your tuition. They had a life size cut out of this fat fuck. <laughs> And that's what you got your picture with. So I'm like, he's been a con for so damn long. It's yeah. just frustrating. And they said, he said, look oh, for God. single mothers and because they're desperate. So beat single mothers out of their money for this fake Trump university. I was like, who would know these things and still vote for this man? Well, that's, that's a yeah. problem. I don't think people, they don't really believe it. I mean, as a, as a New Yorker, um, my, my, my uncle and aunt have done business with Fred Trump. And they did, they did, they did all the city banking, city bank commercial banking with him. And he was always like, they would deal with Fred, but they were like, please don't put the son on the phone. And then he'd go <laughs> up with like in ski gear with like two models, like blondes on his side that he walked through the door for them. They'd be like, who is this guy? And then wow. just like the history of He's... all the contractors that they never paid. Right. So she, right. my aunt deals with all the contractors and, and ended up taking over the plaza after he left the plaza. She took over for the renovation. She was like, this place was trashed. And he didn't pay any of his, he didn't, but they would, no one could sue him because it would cost too much legally to sue him. So he would just not pay people and walk off. Wow. Is, See, but have you, y'all, I'm sure everybody's been to that horrid Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. That thing looks so disgusting. Oh, I yeah. would not want my name on that. He's called an Africa shithole. Trump Plaza was a shithole <laughs> in Atlantic City. There's stank in there. I know. I was like, it was, it was awful. I was like, why would you want your? It looked so. Ugh, it looked a, a Best Western looked better than the Trump Plaza wow. in Atlantic City. Mm, mm. So and, I'm like, and he laid off. From, and he laid off a lot of people, and and we know his history, but yet and still he was voted. People vote for him. I mean, I, I seriously. No, I how any black man yeah. votes for him because with after after Central Park Five and then and then they cut it into the Central Park Five. So if it, like who would stand behind this man with his with his like history where you have him on record, you have him 
offering money, you know. But, but, what kills me is, but when is he going to get his karma? Everybody else gets their karma. Y'all know the little black guy in the NBA who refused to take a knee and then the, the guy didn't whole knee fucked up now. I can't even remember his name. So I said, I said, that's an instant karma right there. When is it instant karma? That boy stood up. I mean, everybody else had on a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. He wouldn't even wear the shirt. Now my thing is either you're gonna wear the shirt and stain, or you're gonna not wear the shirt and kneel. But you ain't gonna do both, or the ancestors gonna take your knee out from under you. <laughs> Let me tell you, Harriet Tubman clubbed the hell out there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's happened with with the people who everybody uh, with like look at Herman Cain. He showed up at the event mm. and he, he 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 tweeted one of his last tweets was about isn't this great? He's got the Tulsa event and no masks. Yeah, I know it, it's it was know. and it's open about it. He's gonna get it. That's a whole well, thing. It seems know. like anybody that really. Uh, backs this guy eventually it catches up with him. Yeah, everybody yeah. dies but him. Yeah. But with, <laughs> yeah. with Herman Cain, there's no worse fool than an old fool. Yeah. Herman's yeah. supposed to be teaching the youth how to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then everyone also denies it was COVID. I mean, that's the problem with the different bubbles we live in. They say he had cancer before, which he did. He and that's what killed him. And they were just saying, but oh, cancer they're saying didn't put it's him COVID. on a ventilator. Cancer oh, didn't put him on a oh, ventilator. I, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> but that's what they that's what they say, right? They'll go. Yeah. The the conspiracy theorists, the this whole thing is a democratic, you know, the whole you know, ploy or it's all a they call it the what, the pandemic or the scamdemic. It's not real. There's no COVID. It's all a lie. Well, I mean, well you have actual adults, though, Mike, that on Fox that actually tout this. And oh, they yeah. And, and they openly, they know, they know what they're saying is wrong, but they yeah. get paid so much they money to say the, the, the truth. I mean, how can you live with yourself at night? I just, I guess money will make you do. I think do. people believe it, though. Like, they believe it. You, think, you but, think the people that work for Fox believe this? I think some of them do, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but there, there's a lot of mental illness out here that is not being checked. The, the America has completely neglected its mentally ill population. And now these are the people running around buying into these conspiracy theories because they're not well already. And then you're feeding right. this crazy stuff. And they'll say stuff that's totally contradictory. So they'll say about Herman Cain, oh, he didn't get it at the Tulsa rally. He had been flying around traveling all over before that. But if he's flying around traveling all over, he ain't dying of cancer right now. So you right. can't have it both ways. <laughs> right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They love oh, that yeah. double speak. Remember Obama was a Muslim, but then he was at Jeremiah Wright's church. So is he a Christian or is he a Muslim? Like they don't even need- Do you need remember yep. Obama was attacked for wearing a beige suit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was attacked. Think of what My, this guy Trump. As women, done. we remember the suit yeah. well. He looks. <laughs> I know, but I mean, <laughs> there was a face. there was a suit gate for wearing a suit. Yes, that's the story. Yeah, this guy, right. I mean, it's unbelievable well, what he can get away. Well, with. Michelle, then, Michelle was attacked for wearing showing her arms. Remember, Michelle I know, was attacked for showing her break. arms. Melania, whole pussy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Michelle couldn't show her arms. I know. And her arms were toned. I can see they were goddamn arms. Beyond <laughs> double standard, I know. Her arms look good. I was like, oh, hell Michelle no. looked good. She was a good looking woman. Yeah, Michelle she was in good. shape. Wasn't nothing yeah, wrong with her good arms. Looking, good looking so, woman. But yeah. I was like, wow, they just see, boy. They yeah, they wouldn't give home. him the light of the day. And now Trump, bait, he cries. He cries. He says, oh, they're picking on me. But they didn't pick on. I mean, like with Fauci, he, he complains. <laughs> 
oh, well, Fauci can say it, but I can't say it. I mean, you're the president. They like Fauci, but they don't like me. (laughs) But what Fauci's saying to that point, he's a doctor of virology and the highest in the nation. Trump is nothing. Trump faked his way through college and says, drink bleach and stick a light up your ass. (laughs) <laughs> he did. He yeah. said, "Put a light yeah. up your, yeah. put a light really? inside you." I missed the light up your ass thing. Well, well, he he that, but that was just, no. He didn't actually say leg, my. He, it's, it's, yeah, he, but he, he might as well. He <laughs> said, <laughs> "You can get light into the inside of you." So, yeah. how are you going to do that? It's one or two ways. <laughs> Three, depending on your. Uh, uh, you know. I wish they would let him still talk. Like after the bleach thing, they pulled him back. They're like, well, we don't need to. We, we I know. I was getting a kick like, out of this. Let him talk. <laughs> let him talk. Because what happens is when you let a fool who has an ego just talk, people will find out. And then if, you, if, if, if that's who you are and that's who you want to vote for, then I know who you are. But if, yeah. you, if you're going to have spin doctors around you, you're going to have people around you, don't have anybody speak for him. Nobody edit him. Let him just stand no, up. No, I wouldn't mind. You're if right. He, if he, he's, I think he's a comedian, let him go talk for two hours every single day. He'll just like let him do his let him do his run. And actually, mm. it was it was really insightful. The things that he was saying. He and he's like a comedian that can't that when like you know those comedians that can't let anybody else on stage but themselves. So like, so then he's in the wings. So you see him kind of on the side and then somebody else speaks for the White House and he's sitting there like this, he's twitching, his hands are going like, he's, he's like, oh man, when are they gonna let me back up? Oh, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't think he listens. I think he thinks like a comedian does. He's like, oh, this guy sucks. He's got, look, every boring, boring. <laughs> what he really meant to say was, give me the mic. I mean, he's like, he like, and, and I really would not want to wish him on the comedy world but he'd be replaced you're right let him bomb let him get up and bomb yeah yeah i mean people defend him though people there's you know they still think like it's not a you know probably someone right now on facebook that it's because like yesterday we were talking um with Lamar and he was talking about, we came up, uh, we were talking about Cuomo and some guy was like, Cuomo's horrible. He's the worst governor ever. He should have let all of New York die. No, I know what he's supposed to say. Like what are you supposed to say? He made us stay inside for a fake. Okay, then you know what? Can you, like, can we just, you know how they used to do scared straight? They need yeah, to uh-huh. take these people and put them like yeah. scared, like take them to all the places where they have all the bodies. And then they'll still come up with like, whoa, doesn't mean they all died from COVID. You know, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something, but yeah. It's it's a denial thing. I was in an argument with a lady the other day. I went out uh, and she said, Trump is doing a good job. And I, it just, it turned my head to the point. I was like, I, I, I had to answer it. And I was like, you are you New serious? City? You in New York yeah. City? Yes. Was she like a Karen type? Um, Speaking she, of Karen? She works in the fashion industry, um, but she was an older woman, like 60. Um, and she really believes that Trump is doing a good job. And she sure. said, and, and so I said, you think Cuomo's doing a bad job? And she said, yes. I said, are you serious, lady? And she said, yeah, I'm serious. And, 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 and I was just thrown back that she really believes ah, this. And you're yeah. not going to convince him. You can talk as much as you want. And, and, I, and I was done. I, I was done with the conversation. But it was, it was, it was really gut-wrenching because she really, 
Set but you one. know, but I, I think we're gonna win this time because one, I hope so. Trump then killed off most of his va base with the coronavirus. He done wiped out the whole assisted living facilities in the, in the, in the old folks' home. They gone. So those are the people that we're gonna vote for. I think we got the upper hand. Then a lot of the uh, the fourteen year olds are now eighteen. They ain't like him, so they're on our side. They'll vote for us. You got, you know, so I, I think I think we got it this time. We had it I last so. time. It was at Electoral College. But I think we got it this time. They said 100 million people didn't vote in the last election. Well, this is the best. Well, you know what they're doing now, which is... I have those so, friends that voted for Gary Johnson, and I'm still mad. Or, 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 or Jill Stein. And then you say, let you, like, listen, listen. Like, well, I have the right to exercise my vote anyway. I'm like, how many, like, this is... Three times Vietnam. This is nothing. Yeah. Three times Vietnam. Oh, but let me tell you, the people that I know. Happened. I knew. Yeah. We the all day. knew. But the people that I know on Facebook that voted for Jill Scott and all this shit, and I let them know, blood, you have blood on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, it's so scary because you know what Trump's doing too? Not, you know, not to get on, keep going on that forever, but he's, they're trying to defund the post office. So when we do mail-in voting, so he just blocked a $25 billion, or like a month ago, two months ago, he blocked a $2 billion, $25 billion package for the Postal Service. So, they can, you know, people can't do mail-in voting. Mail-in voting. It will try and things you know, that are very scary. defund the police, he turns around and does defund the post office. But no, his biggest, his biggest claim to fame when he leaves in January is going to be that he, he uh, you know, he getting out of there. His no, biggest so. claim to fame is going to be shutting down TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got hilarious. It's hilarious. Which no, is now he's not owned by Microsoft. He's not going to leave. I get. I'm. I'm putting money that he squats and he's claiming squatters' rights because he got mail at the post office and then and they're not going to be able to get him out. I. I I'm telling you, they're not going to be able. Don't, to don't put that out there, Maya. But don't you know what, Maya? Maya. But Maya, let me tell you something. This is so serious. And Muriel Bowser is the mayor of D.C. We'll let him have that motherfucking White House. We'll move the new president to a whole new location. He can keep it. <laughs> Go ahead, stay there. I bet you he'll leave, but let him keep it. We'll, Muriel Bowser will get a new president, a new place to stay in D.C. We'll keep it, but we're gonna well, the easy, country gonna go he wants, on. He wants to get rid of everybody else's portraits anyway. He moved all the last, like he moved. Uh, Are you serious? Bush. And he didn't. Yep. Want yeah, he Obama. moved them. Yeah, he moved them. Obama, he took yeah. down. I mean, and Bush, shock, even but... Republicans. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. What? No, he's he's, he's the first real president. Abraham Lincoln. Him, Abraham Lincoln, and who's the uh, uh, and Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> he's, uh, Andrew he's, Jackson. Yeah, he's that's his president. He wants to be most like that was. That was, he's not like yeah. Well, he wanted to be most like true. Andrew Jackson, who was you know. Who I thought it was proud. Nixon. No, well that's no that's a uh, that's a uh, stone. That's who everyone else says. That's stone. That he's like. You know, his boy. Oh, yeah, Roger Stone. Yeah, he looked, yeah. he has Nixon he tattooed Nixon on, his on his back. Yeah, yeah that's a hard well, time. Alicia, it sounds like you have a lot of good material that you have to use on this when everything gets back <laughs> in. I mean, you know, I can't laugh again until he loses. And once he loses <laughs> November 3rd, I'll be able to go back in full effect. But right now, I'm yeah. mad. And if he wins again, I'm, I, mm. oh. Gosh, That's just, I can't take four more years. I mean, he's too divisive. I think we would all cry, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think. You think it's going to turn into like an all-out civil war if he wins? Yeah. I think every city's going to burn. 
Do y'all know the funniest footage to see is when they pull down them Confederate statues and be trying to light them up? Them suckers don't burn. <laughs> I was like, they put all kinds of, they trying to burn this on Confederate stuff. That thing just looking at you. I was crying. <laughs> just looking at you. <laughs> that thing looking so back like, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Give us back the Jordans <laughs> of the Confederacy. Them bitches will take us back. They <laughs> so need a yeah. blowtorch. Yeah. And uh, y'all, I, y'all, I know y'all all remember where y'all were when Hillary lost. I went to this um, bar and restaurant in Santa Monica. And it was a trip because we just knew we won this thing. So we met up at the bar and we buying our drinks. It's little appetizers and white women are coming into the bar with their little white daughters. And I said, oh, they getting ready to show this. Oh, history. That's right. I'm, I'm so, hey, I'm waving to the white women with the white daughters. Hey. And they're like, look, she's black for Trump. <laughs> I told you black people like Trump. There was a woman booing us at the restaurant when he won. And so we're watching each state. We're watching ourselves lose each state. This damn map starting to look like a a first day of a woman's menstrual cycle. This thing was so damn red. And so all of a sudden, one right after the other, the the lady and her daughter would just file out. It was so sad. It was so sad. They said Hillary had a glass ceiling that they were going to break that night. The seal is still intact, y'all. This whole oh, thing I was, is so I was ready to yeah. celebrate. I'm with you. I, I, was, I was at a bar I was and was I was ready. I had my margarita and me and a friend, we were just like, yeah, they won this. This is a, this is gonna be a you know changing event. And we were we we celebrated. We were like, yeah, she got this. Yeah. And then an hour later we started like, oh, what? And then I, I, two hours, it was like, what? And then next thing you know, I was like, oh my God, this is not for yeah. and I just But we didn't factor in all the things that had to happen for him to win. Russian interference, Jim yeah. Comey fucking us up 10 days before the election. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. so many unprecedented things that happened that stole her victory from her. Yeah. yeah. But this is what I tell people this year, don't listen to nobody's polls. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. they had, yeah. the polling was so bad that people stayed home. Like she got this, so they didn't go vote. Yeah, they feel so like they didn't have to vote. anybody's poll. I, yeah, wish, I was a poll worker. I was a poll worker. Well, I mean, in I your state, up, I signed California. up to be a poll worker. I signed up to be a poll worker that day. Um, I never did it before, so I was all excited, and they let me be like a supervisor, which was great because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, "This is a historic one. I want to say that I'm here." And it was so California because it was like such a mix of everybody who was working the polls. You had like the old, like the mother hen who's like, I worked every poll, you know, it's just, this is like, this is how you run your polls. And you had like the two lesbian girls, like we were together, together today, we're going to be here for Hillary Clinton. And then you had like the gay guys were out. A couple of brothers were over here. We've been working the polls. We had Obama. And now we, it was like, it was like the picture of unity of, of America, yeah. of the new America and everyone's going to be, and these women are walking up with their same thing. Women walking up with their kids. There were women who were like, this, were, were had, had really thick accents that were like, this is my first time voting. And I can't believe I get to vote in this election. And then the daughter's crying and the mother's crying and they have little girls and I brought my little girl with me so she could say she was here and have my, can I have an extra yeah. I voted sticker? And I'm like, give me that And then all of a sudden it started coming across and I was like, we all sat there like, like it was just like to sit in a room with all of that. And, and then we were like, what? And everyone's going, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they probably got the count wrong because we're getting only pieces of the news and, and everyone's going, and, there, and, and so we started doing our recounts. We're like, let's go back and do recounts. Like, so we're all recounting. Everybody 
it was the most and then, yeah, and then the, it was so sad and then I had to, I was in charge of dropping off the pole equipment. So I was like, <laughs> it was like I was like driving and I was like, do I trust these people? This doesn't seem right. And everybody, oh, everybody on the food chain from the people who had to sign over because it was different stations, whoever was in charge of their little, their little piece of equipment to all the older ladies, the younger people, everyone was like, this is serious. Like that was, that was devastating. Yeah. In wow. 2008, and then I on Wednesday morning, I woke up and I was like, I woke up at about 4.30 in the morning and I was like, I want to go get some signs. Like, I want to get the sign, you know? So I got up, I was like, I don't feel like being awake. And I was like, yeah, I do. I jumped in my car and I wanted to collect some Obama signs off of some random property. There were no signs anywhere. I drove around for hours and they had all disappeared. The Clintons like, mean? You mean the Hillary? No, I'm no, talking Obama, about when Obama the, won. I'm talking oh, about the first one. When, uh, when Obama won his oh. first election. Oh yeah, was that 2008. Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah. I still got okay, the and, and there were no signs anywhere. I drove all so you over the county. I was like, I'll just steal a few. I won't steal any off of anybody's property. You know, they have like you know just like mm -hmm. random corners or random mm -hmm. cornfields, and, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'll just take some of those. You know, no, it's a drag to pick them up. I've done it myself. I went out. There were no signs anywhere and I was wow. like okay these people are scared I was like okay this does not yeah. feel as good really? as because I woke up and I stretched and I was like yeah and I was looking at everybody I was looking at all the black men when I walked down the street I was like you the president right every just came out of my soul like I looked at just I like what's up press I mean everybody became the president to me I was yeah, so yeah, happy yeah. that day but I looked for a couple of days and that's when it dawned on me I was like um how's this gonna go like every sign in our state every sign I drove all over gone didn't find it. Now it's very scary. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what, what, what do you guys think? Like, who do y'all think Joe Biden's gonna pick as the VP? Kamala Harris. I think I, I agree. Right. Right. I think that's what I think. Or yeah, there's a but there's a. I also like. Uh, I think Rice. Really, Rice? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm Rice. No, no, confuse her with Condoleezza, and it'll win a lot of white votes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm serious. That's how people think and don't think. Yeah. think oh, yeah, she went for Bush. I thought she was a Republican. Oh, this is great. She changed her hair. She just yeah. changed her hair. And that's how that'll go. She changed her hair a lot. I like Susan Rice. Like she looks kind well, of she, different. She's, she's, not, she's not going to try to take over or she's not too... Um, I think she's going to really be helpful to Biden in a sense she knows everything that goes... She knows him. Um, that, that, that's my take on it i mean you know what about tammy duckworth it. you don't like her the pilot i like her i like her too i like them all i mean they're all smart women i think that he's going to try to place them in very strategic no, positions anyway yeah but, i hope so whether right, whether can't. he picks them or not they're going to <laughs> they're going to be in strategic positions anyway I think absolutely he, his whole plan is to put in a, a great cabinet women so, yeah I, I don't think yeah, he's gonna pick Kamala I, I don't think he's gonna pick Kamala because she embarrassed him in that debate that little girl was me with that whole segregation <laughs> yeah segregated buzzer I Joe, I, Joe like Joe like I ain't never picking your ass you done blasted well, got, my segregation yeah, record out. I, got, I got gossip from the beltway because my aunts all called in on that my aunts called in because my aunt one of them always works for um one of the democratic senators involved in the campaigns and they said that um she was really tight with Bo Biden. In fact, she talked to him oh, every day when he was sick. And so the reason why he didn't go back at her when she said that, when she jumped at him in the debate, 
was he was so shocked that she came at him like that. Yeah, he, he ain't hiring her. Know what to say. He's not picking her. Like Bo was in Delaware. Yeah, he died. You know, yeah, yeah he pedophiles, died. and yeah. then he just oh, 40 years old croaked. What did he die of? What no, he, he had, had a brain, brain cancer. cancer. Brain cancer. Yeah. I knew he died. Yeah, like God. his mother. Yeah. Yeah, he was dealing with that and all of this at the same. I mean, yeah, he didn't want to. Yeah, that wasn't. That, yeah. But do y'all think like when he talk like are y'all worried about his mental faculties? No, I'm about to hit that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not worried about him. What You're I think. Not, is, okay. Sorry, I'm eating. <laughs> it's, it's all my favorite people, my friends. So that's, that's the black. Him. That's the black side of you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is he after his son died, he has been like really he kind of was dragging his feet to get back into the race anyway. And then he finally came in and that I really feel like, I, I think when he kind of was taken back in those debates, it was almost like, it's like going through trauma. His son passed away. He's always been a very diplomatic guy. He's never, he's always been the guy that worked cross aisle. So I don't think he's really been in something where he's got to go and be disrespectful and shut everybody up. And since Trump has gotten into that with the debates that now mm -hmm. everybody is trying to prove that they can debate Trump. So everyone on the Democrats were just, tearing each other apart. And I think when he came in, he's like, you know, when your brain is moving slow from, from trauma and the first time getting back into it, yeah. thinking I got to turn around and start beating people up that are on my team. I think yeah. he did a different school. Yeah, and, and he's, you know, he's so old. Like, I mean, it would be nice if he could have just old. retired. If he could have just retired. He's close to 80. He's my father's age. My father has all okay. sensibilities and he's annoying and, and, and still- But you mean to tell me the whole Democratic Party, we didn't have no younger, like we didn't, I mean, everybody just like, where's the 45? Like, where's the, why is everybody a hundred years old? Nancy Pelosi, a hundred, everybody a hundred. They won't get these jobs up. When I grew up in DC, you became 55 years old and you retired. When we in elementary school, all we heard was our loved ones can't wait to get to 55 and retire. These people go from the job to the grave. They do not let these jobs I think, up. I think Pelosi's going to leave when, when 45 is done. Everybody's going to leave that poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass away. Ruth and Bader the, Ginsburg the, forced to hold on. He's hanging on like oh with God. everything. I think got. they're waiting yeah. for this election year to be out. I think guys are going to retire after this. Yeah, I they really might do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we need we need some we need some young blood, some AOCs, yeah. and we need that pack to come in and take yeah. over and the and they keep is, those jobs for forty five years like yeah. the other people. No, the fact is, I think at this point Trump has tired everybody out. So I think at this point everyone everybody who's on there is probably like, it's time as soon as he's done. But they got to see if he's going to get in again because you also don't want people that don't know what they're doing to be to to be in there and or lose your seat to one of these other Trump people. You, this country is going into a scary, scary, scary place. I didn't know the president had so much power. I know Obama's probably like, I didn't know I had as much power. Remember, he was like trying to get everybody on the same page. Like, we all have to vote for this. And everyone's like, just push yeah. it through, man. You got the majority, push it through. And my father, what, uh, what, my father loved Obama, be like, he's a wimp. He's a wimp. He's waiting too long. He needs to just yeah. take it. Stop being Yeah, he was very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah so there's damn diplomatic. Trump damn is sort of Brady was. interesting. They killed his ass if you made one wrong move. Oh, he twitched. Oh, yeah. Damn, assassinate that. I mean, you know, exactly. And everybody forgets that because I couldn't stand when like Cornell West and everybody was like, he's just I know, he's not doing own, nothing. Yeah. He's not doing nothing for the black community. I'm like, he's there. You know, he's staying alive. He's staying alive. Just like I can't wait to kill him. 
No, I know some of the some of the uh, guys like that really surprised me was Cornell West going after Mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised about that. I I, uh, I, I was, because I really liked him. I did too. And I when he did it. that, I was really, I, I was taken aback by it. Because I was like, wow, in public, it's one thing behind closed doors. You can dislike your brother, but in public, when you attack your, your brother in public, to me, it's just, and you well, tour with him. I and mean, We yeah. have, we really got to get to the point where I think, I think that this is finally happening, is that everybody acts like it's over. And, and you got to be, and, and we're not out of this. And if we're not out of this, not we need close. to show a united, we need to show a united front. And if we have issues within our own community, we need to find a way to, to not use it as I'm going to grandstand and jump in and, and clip the next, the most likely person that could possibly yeah. take the presidency. <laughs> I'm going to slide across. And let me cut his throat just to make myself look good. And then Cory Booker jumped in. Look, I went to high school with Cory Booker. I went to high school with Cory Booker. There was only two two black students in that 2000 student school. It was Cory Booker and me. And if that doesn't tell you <laughs> the representation of black people what, in that what school. Is it? I thought Cory was- the most yellow guy on what, the face of the earth. And he had the, the same complexion. Talking about talking smack. He was talking smack like, oh no, yeah, no. about being a racist Trump <laughs> and Biden and this and that. I was like, shut up, shut up, man. We don't need you throwing Biden under a bus and then splitting up the black vote right now. We just need to show United Front. Trump, I don't care who gets in. I don't care if it's Trumpy Bear. But but Corey Corey has like 48 degrees. How does he manage not to get married? Because I know (laughs) women are are yanking on him. Oh, no, that's what my aunt aunt Marlene is like. That's why I can't vote for him. If he can't settle down (laughs) and be loyal to one woman, (laughs) then you know he can't be loyal to this country. That's what my aunt (laughs) That That's an Italian way, huh? Yeah. No, that's, no that's, that's the black side. Oh, oh I'm the sorry. black side. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hey, Maya, Maya, we, Maya, our time is coming up, so you know you no, decide no, what you want to do. Wait, wait, no, she's gonna throw something out. I just no, want to no. say one more thing, Maya. I hope you're right about George. Uh, I'm George. Damn, My, right about um uh uh, uh uh his mental faculties because, you know, that's why I'm like it's very important who Biden chooses as his VP running mate. Because I got a feeling by March 2nd, that woman going to be in the job. <laughs> his, 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 I don't know about him mentally. I feel like that, the, this VP thing is very important because I think they're going to end up yeah. being the president. Yes. I agree. I don't yeah, worry. Very important. I don't worry about him at all mentally. Actually, I, I just feel like if you've been like through trauma and then you step into a job where all of a sudden everyone's firing shots and then you go, well, I know the job. What is all of this? But Trump gonna fire shots in them three debates, and he better be ready. You see, remember yeah. how Trump did Hillary? He was circling around her like a shot. <laughs> I know it was creepy though. I it remember watching that. It's so creepy. What a creep! And then people voted for him. So. But I think people are over that him. though. Yeah. I don't think he can pull that off this time. I don't think I he's going to. Well, yeah. seven and you know. He's got we'll a see. rain on that Tuesday. The post office is gonna be closed. Lines are gonna yeah, be long. Be yeah, it's going to be. It's yeah. They've been I'm working thirty, forty years. It, it, Numbers exactly. are going to spike. It's going to be a lot of. Drama I'm putting my. I'm putting five. Gr- I'm putting five grand on Biden this year. So <laughs> I'm going to see what happens. Are you really? Oh yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. In Vegas, you put five oh, yeah. K down. Mm-hmm. Can you? I think you can. I don't know. Yep. I, I just feel like the system's so corrupt. I hope. I hope he. Well, I'm. 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 I'm for I'm sure, should win, system, but I'm betting on the system. I know that they've been slowly. Yeah, I think we need to put money in the um the, the chairs, like the little chairs that are like the cane that sits into a chair. So if we can get in that business, 
then we can make a lot of money. This is your voter's chair. You can even get one with Biden's name on the back. And you could just, so that way you could, now it would be good because then they know you're coming and they could find a reason to kick you off the chair. But if you had like a little chair, because we're going to be outside on lines to vote. Yeah, so, well, yeah, well, Masavi, yeah, I would have put five grand on Biden, but Trump took my extra 600 a week for my under. <laughs> So that I know. Baba, I think I just read it's coming back today, though, right? I thought they were going to bring it back. How much? How much? Mike, I don't where? want no fucking two hundred dollars. I don't know if it was. I, I just really read that McConnell. He's. I'm prepared to support a coronavirus stimulus bill that includes six hundred plum checks. That was four hours. Well, because they're 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 going down in the polls. So the the, the Republicans are definitely. The word is getting out. By, they don't go by polls. They go by Putin. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the daughter bought a whole bunch of the voting machines. Didn't you hear that? Like about last year, she bought um, his daughter, Trump's daughter, daughter bought a whole bunch of uh, voting. Are you serious? Yeah. That like, can't be legal. Really? You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, Jeez. she's supplying them. It's going to be fine. You're Worst spoken scenario, from the Canadian. The Canadian is. Worst case scenario, we all move up to Canada. We'll all get married and move up to Canada. And Mike, I'm going to talk to you about some universal health care. Universal health care. And you know what? They're literally done with Corona. I was just talking to my mother. My mom's from Toronto. And she's like, uh, yeah, the move in the movie theaters. Like, because everything's back to normal because they weren't morons. And I'm not saying all Canadians are geniuses, but the fact that they were actually patient and let the thing. They had one case in Toronto yesterday. It was the size of Chicago, Toronto. Biggest, biggest Chicago, one case. Not this kind of, it's yeah. just annoying. It, it it's just, annoying. Anyway, sorry. Right. I really brought it down there. Dirty everybody is. They're dirty, sticky. That's what kills me. People be like, I don't want to wear masks. It's like, you never paid attention to how nasty everybody is. Like, yeah. everybody's so nasty. And you just now acting like, oh, no, no, it's good. It's like, y'all know these folks is nasty. Yeah, the germs is supposed to be good. What, what was the whole thing? People are like, oh, it's supposed to be good for you to have more germs. It, it makes it makes you your body fight. Yeah, your immune so system strong. Yeah. Herd immunity. What? What? That didn't even sound right. Yep. The more germs you have, the better you are. So, oh, well. any, so Alicia, the big question: If um, you got Corona and we're about to get Corona, and then the um, uh, what you call it, Bill Gates? Decided to inject you with his his uh, <laughs> vaccine. His thank you. His vaccine. Would you take it or take the corona? Nah, I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust anybody's vaccine. They said that it takes like three years for a vaccine to really work. Right. With, you know, all the mixtures. So it's too soon. I don't know what Bill Gates doing to me. So now nah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna ask for some hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> get some bleach and get some and of get those some lights. Bleach to wash yeah, down. Bleach. Bleach lights and hot drugs. Yeah, that's that's the day that I that's the day I stopped messing with Dr. Burke. She sat right there, quietly, letting that man say that dumb shit. And it's her job to make yeah. sure they do no harm. That was her I oath. Know. She was supposed to get up, take I her know. shoulder, dip down, and get a running start to knock this bull off that podium and tell the American people, don't listen to this fuck. But yeah. she did not do that. She, she sat there blinking. She while wants that man to keep her job. Yeah, and then these and the same people that this is the country where people are eating Tide Pods. They will do stuff like that. Don't tell them. People, people were doing it. People yeah. were doing it. Yes, they they were. But you know that's spanning the herd. That's spanning the herd. Let them do yeah. it. Yes. Exactly. So, in wrapping up, do you have anything to say? Heather's been tapping for six hours today, so she's. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's a little tapped out, huh, Heather? <laughs> you tapped out. You tapped out. <laughs> 
She said, what? She's a dancer. She can't answer you like that. That's not how their minds work. Thank you, Lisa. Heather, dance tomorrow? Dance tomorrow? <laughs> well, this was a great conversation. I, like, I, I, I don't you know. Because I was quiet, right? I don't talk politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're smart, Pamela. Well, Alicia, you, you, I enjoy meeting you. I, I, uh, you know, we were back and forth, but uh, yeah, I, I, you, you are hysterical. Well, yeah, I, I look forward to just seeing you. I want to see your short. Yeah, let yeah, us know. I, I just yeah. look forward to seeing you. I definitely want to see your funny. short, for real. Yeah, I, yeah I let's mean, all keep in touch on the chest. We can, um, you know, get each other's Instagrams or something. So absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I want are, that lipstick, Alicia. I got you. I got you, Pamela. Yeah, she's got. She's really one of the like out here comedy. Some place. Sometimes I go to shows and I don't feel inspired, but as soon as she's on a show, it's just, it just, it reminds me of doing comedy. You know, back east. You know, where when we started, when you want, you go like, oh man, don't leave the room. <laughs> don't leave the room. <laughs> oh, we'll go out for we we'll go out for a slice of pizza when Alicia's finished. Just wait. Just wait. Let's <laughs> Well, thank you, Maya. I feel the same way about you. Yeah, and so so thank you, and uh, thank you for uh, sharing your time with us. And anyone has a closing closing thought? Should we should we give it to? I think Heather and Pamela should do a closing thought. Mo, throw throw uh, throw them the closing positive thought. Pam, go for it. You love doing it. <laughs> Excuse me. Go for it. What? What? <laughs> Well, it's it's been a pleasure, and I, I well for me it's been a pleasure, and uh, I I just enjoy uh, great company, and every every time we do this, I always learn something new. So, you guys are amazing, and Alicia, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All of y'all are amazing. So we'll keep in touch. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks very much. Gratitude. Right. Pam usually does a little gratitude. What's she gonna say here? Gratitude. Okay. Well, I want to say, Alicia, I'm glad I met you. I heard a lot about you. Oh, Maya thank always you, Pam. you up. She does all the time. And as a female comic, I know it's hard to find someone out that you can really big up. You know, but she does all the time. What I want to say is, honestly, guys, I believe that. Um, I know there's a man in office. I know people do believe that you have to vote to put someone in to get him out. But I also believe that. No matter who you put in there, they're not going to change the world today. Only God can. So that's why I don't talk politics and I don't get involved in it. You know, I understand everybody got their own views on things. And that's, that's just my stance, you know. Because no matter who you put in there, everybody got the best intentions. They can't change it. It's Look at where we are now. This is COVID. How many people die? What's going to happen five years from now? Truthfully, I don't want to be here five years. It's going to get worse than this. I do. Yeah. I'm finding entertainment in boxes. <laughs> We're okay. going to have a great time. I see hope. Okay. And every time I have friends that come together like this, it makes me think like, this has been, you guys have been such a pleasure. And it's also been, uh, for me, I don't feel like I'm trapped by doing these kind of shows. And, and these are all, these are all this group, uh, uh, Alicia has been like, the, like my favorite group of people that I hang out with on any on any time I'm feeling like down, if I'm in New York or whatever, and everybody uh -huh. in the group. So that's why, uh, but I always feel like, I, I, I'm like, it's like my cocktail hour of everybody gets to hang out while well, it was pizza hour for me, but <laughs> you need to hang out like it's like normal. So thank God for uh, for Zoom. Anything else? No, I'm just grateful to be here. And Alicia, you were always one of them. When we did our other show, it's, I can't name the place, but 
when we were doing the other <laughs> show, you were always like one of my favorite people to have on that show. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate it. Having you on that show and watching you. So, you're going to get to. I can't wait for us all to get back together again. So, we'll all do lunch, dinner somewhere as soon as this crap lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, dinner and a movie, and it'll be yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. Nice thought. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.